Authenticity. What what actually is authentic? What is authenticity? That's what the focus of today's episode is about. Because I forgot what it means. I've been using that word so often that I've forgotten actually what it means. So I did some searching online, and you know I didn't completely forget what it what it meant, but. Um, did some searching and found some very interesting definitions. The one that really spoke to me was authenticity. Well, this is my interpretation of the definition. Authenticity is the degree to which one is true to one's own personality, spirit, or character, despite external pressures. And that was from Wikipedia. Uh, If you just type in authenticity and go to the Wikipedia page, you will find it. I'll link you up in the show notes. Um, And it reminded me like that. Yes, that is authentic. Authenticity is me telling you right now that I'm feeling kind of nervous and like I'm putting pressure on myself right now to deliver very clear and concise sentences with uh, clarity in their meaning. Now, me acknowledging that is authentic, but the effects of that are inauthentic to my goal, which is to present an episode to clarify what authenticity actually is. And because I have that pressure going on for me, I'm putting it on myself, it's affecting how I express myself and as you would have seen in any of the free flow friday uh, series um, those are on uh, the facebook page if you're interested in checking those out Uh, those were all about putting myself in those awkward situations where i just turn the camera on hit record and see what comes out and there were quite a few in which i was playing the piano because it's an excellent way of, of uh, showing other people when that authentic flow is there and when it's not, when some doubts or fears or pressure to perform or to impress uh, comes into me and I'll often like make a mistake while playing or not play well the whole time uh, I'm trying to play the piano. So that was, that was a really interesting experiment and, and that's a big part of what authenticity is for me, it's also understanding what is inauthentic, what stops us from being authentic. And th- and that's what this episode is about. So I'm I'm passionate about authenticity because it's it's always fascinated me. It's fascinated me since I was a kid. I remember being attracted to certain people much older than me, who had this this sort of inner groundedness, this inner knowing, and they would just 
speak their mind. They would speak their feelings or take themselves for a walk if that's what they felt like doing or go and hang out with this person because that's what they felt like doing. And I could sense it. I could see that that's what they wanted to do and then they did it. There was no other extra stuff like manipulation, uh, fear, um, anterior, anterior motives, ulterior. Yeah, there was no ulterior motives uh, going on behind the scenes. It was a very direct expression of what life, of, of their interests, their uh, feeling in that moment. And I've, I've struggled with not having a sense of self for quite a long time. I would say the majority of my life, it was probably around the age of 27 that I started to form what I would call quite a solid sense of self, like just started to realize it was even a possibility at that point and uh, get a better idea of the things that helped me do that. Things like building a, uh, a, a compassionate, trusting self-relationship. And there's others I have talked about previously on the podcast. Yeah, so I didn't have a sense of self. I didn't have a sense of who I was separate from other people and other people's interests and what they wanted to do. And there was just this drive inside me. I was like, I, I, I want to know who I am beyond all that. I want to know if if that's all I am, if, if I'm just this conditioned ball of reactions and actions that um, get triggered by what other people do and say. And I realized there was a lot of um, conditioning in there from my parents so I would react to certain situations with a bit of anger and I could feel my, my uh, sort of father's reactions present from the past. I was kind of copying that because that's how I interpreted him dealing with the same situation. And uh, similar, similarly with my mum, just reacting, you know, with some fear or any other traits that I picked up from her along the way, I was like, well, those don't feel like me. Those feel like things I've picked up from them. So where am I? Where am I in all this? So I was really curious to uncover who I was at the bottom of all that. It really did feel like I was digging down, asking these questions like, who am I? Yeah, I reacted this way, but was that me? Who am I? Like, what would I actually do? Who is that I'm even speaking to? And yeah, so that, that drive was really, really strong. And I wanted to also know why I experienced things like fear and why I felt superior uh, in the presence of certain people and inferior in the presence of others. Like I'm talking about a superiority where like I'm putting people lower than me um, and, and an inferiority where I'm putting myself lower than other people. It's It's not like a matter of fact superiority if someone has um i don't know done a psychology degree for example and i have not then it's fair to say that their knowledge is superior to mine in that area um like yeah maybe that makes sense i don't know okay time to move on um and so what i did what i would do without this without this sense of self I I would often just imitate what other successful people had done or what other people 
were doing, what I interpreted them doing, which looked like it resulted in people liking them and wanting to be friends with them and all that. And it wasn't like I didn't have any friends at all, but it always felt like I had to try really hard to um, keep them around and like I had to keep proving that I was funny and and um, attractive and likable and that I said interesting things. I felt like I had to keep proving that to keep them around. And often I would um, say things that I didn't agree with. Uh, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode about the feeling that comes up when you do something that is inauthentic. Um, it's, a, it's a good way to tell... Um, yeah that you're not being authentic to yourself. And it's also a nice way to begin to realize what behaviors are authentic to you and which ones are not. So yeah, I would, I would imitate these people and like, you know, I'd look to movie stars and you know, how they dress, what their haircut was like. And I would just go to the hairdresser and ask for that haircut. I'd be like, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good now. I'm all good. So I'm, I'm a bit more attractive now that I have this, the, the same haircut as this guy. It looks pretty similar. I look pretty good. Sweet. I'll get that sweet jacket, go out, strut my stuff, but I still felt fake and phony and I wasn't strutting. I was anxious. I was nervous and I was not that guy at all. I was not that girl at all. You know, I wasn't the things I admired within them just by trying to copy them at face value. So I knew there was more to it. I knew there was more to it. Now, authenticity is quite a difficult thing to explain. Like if if we're actually, you know, coming back to the core of this episode, what is authenticity? Um, My definition of it is someone who's acting from themselves instead of acting from... So someone who's taking action from within themselves instead of their actions being influenced by other people, other ideologies or um, emotions like fear or anxiety, which I see as not inherent to the human experience. I see them as protective mechanisms that come up um, based on past traumas. Uh, Joe, Joe Douglas talked about this in great detail in episode 34, the episode just before this. 34? No, episode 43. Episode 43. So check that out if you're interested in learning more about those um, protective blocks that get set up by traumas that we can experience early in life. It feels very serious, this episode. I'm not really, it doesn't feel very lighthearted. I don't know. How are you feeling? But it's good. We get to talk about authenticity and I get to clarify what what it is because I was at the point where, you know, if you repeat a word often enough over and over again, like bicycle, 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 it's a bicycle. That's a bicycle. I can see a bicycle. You know, it starts to sound really strange and all the meaning of it, um, it gets confused with other things and just, it gets very strange. So that's the point where I got to with authenticity, the whole website's about it. And yet, uh, I was like, what am I talking about anymore? So yeah, it's a, it's a good time to clarify what, uh, what I actually mean. 
and it's a common it's a common subject that comes up a lot. Um, there's a lot of TED talks online now about how to be authentic, and a lot of people are interested in learning how to do this. And it's a really interesting one because authenticity is not, as I said before, it's not a set of behaviors or it's not a set of techniques um, f- uh, that you can use to just go through life. It's a very organic state that, from my experience, arises uh, with the absence of things like fear and self-doubt. Uh, and I guess anxiety is, uh, is uh, stemming from fear. So it's the absence. It's what occurs when those things aren't present. And it's my belief that we are inherently authentic, that we have a baseline of authenticity. And if you think about it, how can we not be authentic? Separate from our ideas of what authenticity is and what it isn't, how can right at this moment, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you're existing in space and time. And that alone is authentic. I think it is anyway. You, you could have thoughts like, I'm worthless or I'm not good at my job or I hate my job and I hate my job. Hmm. No, that doesn't really relate. Just giving yourself a hard time about something or wishing you were better in some way or not. Uh, and But aside from that, you are authentic because you exist and that is inherently authentic. So, And even our inauthentic thoughts and actions are ultimately authentic as well. They're authentically inauthentic when you think about it. They exist and they are authentically inauthentic. They exist as they are and that is the quality of them. But back to defining what authenticity is. Um, so I defined it as as someone acting from themselves and not and their actions or their uh, their yeah their actions their thoughts their beliefs aren't influenced by external forces things like other people's opinions and judgments um, certain ideologies or societal systems um, and I mean there's a whole uh, big conversation to be had about the law and whether you know upholding the law is authentic or not. I'm not going to get into that. That's a huge topic. It's it's a difficult thing to describe and it's more of a, it's, it's a state of being more than uh, an ideology that you can follow to be authentic. And I, I see it, I feel it as an in the moment phenomenon that it happens when you're present, you're very present, you're very aware of where you're at and it's a naturally flowing current of life. I'm going to call it a current of life, just like a river. Imagine all the swirls, all the unique swirls and movements that are, that the the water of a river does as it goes down that river towards the ocean. All the little unique ripples and eddies. I think they're called eddies. That's a pretty funny word. Eddies that it makes along the way. Um they all completely unique, just like a snowflake. Everyone so, so unique. You can't replicate the authenticness of nature. Every tree is different. Every leaf is different. Every cloud is different. Every sunset, every sunrise is different. And every person is different. 
and different moment to moment. So it's this in the moment flow of life that I feel is inherently authentic when things like fear and other things are uh, uh, not present. So as it's quite difficult to describe exactly what authenticity is, I'm going to instead describe what is inauthentic. So I'm going to give some examples of, of what um, what authenticity is not. So I'm sure we've all experienced when um, someone asks us a question and we start answering it and we look at the person's face and we're like, they have no interest whatsoever in what I'm about to say right now. And I've done it to other people as well, just, just out of politeness, been like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Like, I haven't seen someone in a while. and Or maybe I'd ask them, um, just polite conversation. It's so often that we're at a party uh, or at work and there's this, you know, what people call an awkward silence, an authentically awkward silence, <laughs> whatever that means. And instead of just remaining authentic with the silence, there's a fear of this, what this awkward feeling means. It's like, oh no, like I have to say something. And then usually what I say in that moment isn't authentic um, because it's arisen from a motivation to like stop something from happening to, wow, I'm realizing this is really difficult to describe. Uh, it's, 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 it's not arisen from a pure intention inside me. It's arisen because I don't want to keep feeling awkward and I don't want the other person to keep feeling awkward. And behind there, in there somewhere is some fear that if this goes on any longer, I don't know, we're both going to explode from awkwardness or I don't know, we're just going to start cringing. So what I see is more authentic in that situation. And I have practiced this and it feels a bit better to me, although it is, uh, it does increase the awkwardness temporarily, is just to remain silent if that's what feels natural. If there is genuinely something to say without trying to minimize or um, push away the awkwardness, then that's authentic, then say it. But it's tuning in. A lot of authentic action and authentic speech comes from tuning into ourselves and seeing what's already there, being aware of what's there and feeling, is this a yes or a no? If someone's invited you out sometime and if it's a no, you say it's a no. And if it's a yes, you say it's yes. So if it was inauthentic, someone invites you to the movies, you're really, really tired. You can't be bothered. You uh, know that they always have bad breath and they're going to sit right next to you. Maybe even try and give you a kiss. I don't know who this person is, but they should back off. Um, you, If they invite you out to the movies and you can feel it's a no inside you and you say yes anyway, that is inauthentic and could be seen as a sense of uh, abandonment for yourself, from yourself. But we do that because we're afraid of the outcome. What if we say no and they're like, what? You don't want to go to the movies with me. What's going on? What's up? And often it's out of fear of being abandoned by by them or someone else, what they might say about us to someone else. Um, and a lot of the time we just don't feel like we have the right to turn someone down. Now, there is a tool 
and well, it's a, it's no, it's a mode of communication. There's a mode of communication that is known as assertiveness or being assertive. And I'm going to talk about that in a not too distant episode because that is a huge tool to uh, empowering yourself to knowing that you have a right to say no and you can say it in a way that doesn't offend the other person but also expresses what you're feeling inside, which uh, when you do that is authentic. So coming back to some of the examples that are inauthentic to understand what authenticity is, um, any sort of automatic responses to the events of life. So say someone asks you, hey, how's your day been? Or how, how are you doing? And you say, that could be an automatic response in itself, them asking you, how are you going? And you say, yeah, good, man. But actually, you've had like a really, really bad day. And it's just not been a good day at all. But instead of saying that, it's just, you don't even think. And you just say, yeah, it's been pretty good. Or I'm okay. Now, that doesn't mean going around and uh, telling everyone your you know, the full rundown of the events of your day, but something a bit more authentic as a response might be, you know what? It's been really tough, man. How about yours? And that, so that's stepping out of the automatic response that's giving, it's tuning into ourselves. How has the day been? How am I feeling right now? It's been really tough. And that's what comes out instead of this automatic thing, which is inauthentic because that doesn't represent what's going on inside us. Okay, I think I've repeated that enough times. Another example of something that's inauthentic is rigidly following a system or a pres- prescribed set of beliefs um, without asking yourself why you're following them. Now, this happens all the time at school where it's required to sit there and listen and then sort of repeat the information back in the form of tests and exams. And that's cool. That's a good way of learning for some people, not so good for others. Uh, But the the pervading, pervading, prevailing, one of those feeling, um, the pervading, the prevailing feeling, pervading, Hmm. pervading. Yeah, but the pervading feeling, feeling for me at school was you just follow the rules because that's what you do and you don't question them because no one else questions them Um, and to do that you kind of already put yourself outside in this vulnerable state where people can marginalize you and um, yeah potentially uh, make fun of you abandon you whatever so usually we don't Uh, question a belief system or a way of doing things that everyone else is upholding because of this social pressure, this just inbuilt social drive to fit in and to be accepted by other people. The downside to that is that we end up not living a life that is authentic to us. We end up living a kind of people term it as a cookie cutter life Um, in some respects, although I believe that even within that cookie cutter cubicle mentality, authenticity cannot be truly silenced. Um, if, if you're at a job where your job is just to stack 
A4 sheets of paper in piles of 50 just all day. You're going to do that slightly different than your coworker, Jesse, who, I don't know, does it in, <laughs> this is such a weird example, does it in, uh, in groups of 10 or whatever, or maybe he starts from the bottom up and you start from the top up. So even within that prescribed system, uh, authenticity does prevail. I, I, I just don't think it can ever be, be silenced. Um, I'm a bit lost right now. That is authentically admitting I'm lost. Where are we at? So I've outlined some of the things that are authentic, some of the things that are inauthentic. But right now I want to talk about why it is, wow, I've almost been speaking for half an hour, why it is that we we find it hard to be authentic, to listen to what's inside us and act in that way. Um, if you don't feel like going to the movies, why did you say yes? If you are afraid of someone, why are you hanging out with them? If you know they're, you know, if you know they're gossiping behind your back all the time, what, why are you, why are you staying in that relationship with them? And at the heart of this is fear. And as I mentioned before, we, we, we are like hardwired to feel like to feel accepted, to feel validated, to feel loved. So the fear is around that love going away from us. And we are very, very in tune for anything that might do that, any of our actions, any of our um, uh, inactions, any of our actions, any of anything we say. <laughs> and so quite often we don't do it. And now speaking more about myself, I didn't even have a sense of myself. I didn't even have a sense of my inner voice inside. So you can imagine how difficult that would have been. Or maybe you know how difficult it is to even know what your answer is. If someone you feel a little bit uncomfortable around asks you to the movies and you feel this weird feeling inside you, it's a bit tight and tense. You don't know what, quite what it is, but the fear of them not being your friend anymore if you say no is stronger than this feeling inside. So you say, yes, let's go. And it might not be such a terrible, horrible experience, but at what expense does that come from? You know, why, why do we abandon ourselves in that way? I, I used to think eh, it doesn't really matter if I just like ignore how I feel and just, you know, just put up with whatever in this moment and say, yes, just to, go with the flow, so to speak, and make things easier for another person or a group of people. But at what expense does that come? And I'll tell you what expense that comes. It obviously comes at the expense expense of uh, being inauthentic to ourselves. And over time, that really, really does hurt. And it's not like it's causing permanent damage. It's not a life-threatening thing, but it is a soul-sucking uh, feeling when you are deep in, say, a relationship or a job that does not speak to you, that is really not um, giving back to you. It's not speaking to your your inner passion and your inner authenticity, which is just how you're feeling right now, the things that excite you and the things you like to do. Um, 
I've completely lost my, my train of thought there. So we stay in these jobs, we stay in these relationships out of a fear of any number of things, but usually it's about being abandoned, being rejected, similar things actually. A fear of loss, a fear of losing something that we think we had. And that's often uh, love. It, you know, We perceive that someone else's affection, their hugs, uh, things like sex, um, are signs that we are worthy, that we are acceptable as we are. And I'm saying, no, they are not. And that that acceptableness, that validation can come from within us, that we can authenticate our own authenticity. Does that even make sense? I don't know. Maybe I just like saying authentic. Actually, that's really what this podcast is all about. I just like saying authentic. That's just It's just one giant excuse to keep saying authentic and authenticity. So, it's fear. Fear is at the heart of us taking action on that. And I've talked about uh, what happens when you develop a compassionate relationship with yourself, when you derive your validation, your sense of okayness, primarily from yourself and secondarily from other people, relationships and all that, suddenly fear does not control your actions. And it's a huge step into uh, living authentically to expressing, let's just, let's just say it outright, to expressing the person that is inside you, to expressing your creative drives and urges, to expressing the love you want to show to other people or the job you really want to get or the conversation you, you really want to have or whatever it may be, with less fear, that comes to the surface automatically. Automatically. it's If you imagine like uh, a pile of balloons, the really colorful balloons, and they all represent your natural creative drives and tie, tie a brick around the, the strings. You know, they're those helium balloons that you see at kids' parties and um, other festive events. Yes, words. Um and tie a brick around them and then drop it into the ocean. They go straight to the bottom. That brick is fear. That brick is just solid fear. Fear of being abandoned, fear of, fear of being rejected, or a fear of even something like a fear of being incredibly successful, a fear of being ultimately powerful. You remove that brick those balloons obviously tr- just rush to the surface as fast as they can. So a lot of about a lot of what I talk about on this podcast, almost everything actually, is related to those blocks, those bricks of fear, those bricks of self-doubt, those bricks of anxiety, and working out how to untie them, how to leave them at the bottom of the ocean so our balloons can naturally travel to the surface. There's nothing holding us back then. And it's a very, very beautiful thing. That's another reason why I'm so, um, I'm, I'm addicted. I am addicted to being authentic. I'm addicted to uncovering my own authenticity and helping other people do the same because it's an incredibly dynamic and ever-evolving experience that happens in this moment. And you would know if when, when you're around people that 
are, that are working with a little bit less fear in a certain area of their life. Uh, I think uh, all good actors that have the power to uh, mesmerize us by their performances, they are all they have all sort of transcended or left quite a few bricks of fear at the bottom of the ocean. And the result is a performance that is irreplicatable. Irreplicatable? I don't even know if, if that's a word, but I um, I think it should be. I think you understand what I mean too. Uh, you cannot replicate authenticity. It is unique to the individual that it lives inside. And now I'm you know, sort of wording it like it's a thing. It's an event. It's a real-time expression of the truth that you feel inside you, the truth of your feelings, the truth of your thoughts, and the truth of who you are. It's the expression of that. That's what I'm calling authenticity. Maybe that does it for today. I I don't know. I I feel pretty happy with where we got there. Um, And I think I got to say authenticity probably, I don't know, at least 20 or 30 times. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty, pretty happy right now. Um, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear about what are the biggest struggles that you have with expressing yourself authentically, with connecting to yourself and just letting it show. What do you struggle with? Which which situations do they come up in? Like, which situations do you have the most difficulty with? And what... Yeah, what are your questions about authenticity? But I'm really interested to hear about people's struggles with authenticity because I want to speak directly to those struggles um, because I've come a long way with my own authenticity. I'm still going. Uh, it's a never-ending journey, absolutely, and it's a fun one because it's, as I said, it's ever-evolving, changing, dynamic. It's kind of surprising. You surprise yourself um, at uh, what comes out. But to, yeah, so going back, I, I, I really want to, I, I, my goal has always been to create valuable content for you listening, um, because if I'm not doing that, then why are you listening? So let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what you would like to know about authenticity, perhaps what you've struggled with. Uh, you can send all of that stuff to um, benjamin at beersforbeing.com. That's the email address. Or you can do things like, contact me on the Facebook page. But let's keep it simple. Just send me an email, benjamin at beersforbeing.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can and make an episode directly, directly, precisely, significantly, overwhelmingly for you. So I think that about does it. Um, Just making sure I went through everything I did and... I wish you an awesome week ahead. You're probably listening to this on a Sunday morning. Yeah, just just send me an email. Seriously, do it. I love receiving emails, so just do it. Um, Okay, I think that's authentically the end. And I'm going to click my mouse a few times. And then... No, I don't know what I'm saying. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time.